Welcome back to another episode of Give and Take with G. Allen, a podcast I record when inspiration is flowing and time is abundant. And guess what? I got time for this one. I am your host, G. Allen. I've been away for a while because, let's be honest, last time I tried to make an episode, I broke my computer and I lost all motivation, all momentum, all consistency. And I just kind of just got tired of editing the same two episodes because I'm taking too long. It's okay. I'm back and I was feeling inspired to have a conversation with myself because there's something big happening this upcoming weekend. I'm going to my first Brazilian Souk Festival. For those of you that don't know, and if you're listening, I know you know, I've been doing this dance called Brazilian Zook for a little over a year, haphazardly, very randomly, not consistently at all. Unlike every other style of dance I normally do, I normally get hooked on them. This is the one that uh, hasn't quite sunken in yet, but this festival is a good opportunity to really measure if I can catch the, the itch, catch the buzz like everyone else does. This is my first Zook festival that's happening right here in Atlanta. That's also why it's my first one, because all the rest of them are all over the place. And I personally don't love the idea of investing a lot of money into a hobby that I'm still trying to figure out if it's for me or if I really like, why is it that I'm not loving it or I'm not in it like everybody else does that does it? But this festival is going to be three days, four nights, social dancing, lessons, dancing with strangers, catching up with old friends who either coming down from Virginia or moved all over the country. And well, I moved down south, so it's good to catch up with those people. It's not my first dance festival, as you probably know, but it is the first one for this dance style, only this dance style. And, you know, it's an opportunity to see you know, what's the hype about these festivals, these parties, the community, the culture, all of it. You know, I don't really know too much about Zook dancing, aside from their different versions of it. It's got roots down in, from Brazil and Haiti. and I want to say Angola. I'm going to say generally Africa, but I feel like Angola. I'm probably wrong either way. It's also hard. Like, it's like learning ballet hard. It's like I've been dancing in 3D. Like I'm proficient in a lot of styles of dances. And this one is like, oh, we're going to add an extra dimension to make it a little harder. And I'm like, y'all, I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't ready, quite ready for that. It's like having a conversation where there's a speaker or a receiver, a leader and a follower. But the receiver will, you know, just change how they interpret the message halfway through receiving the message. It's I could go on about my struggles comprehending the dance. That's not what I'm here for. I've been, I've been, I've been on the periphery of Brazilian Zouk for at least three or four years now. There was a moment where every follow, every dancer I knew back in Charlottesville, at least the ones I still knew back there, they just got really enamored with this dance. I don't know when it happened. I don't know how it happened. I, don't, I still don't get why it happened. But everyone got obsessed about it. And I was like, eh, not for me. I really wasn't trying to learn from people who were three months into learning about it. That seemed like a, a chaotic venture. At that point in my dance career, I was, I was a bit of a snob. You know, I was really looking at people's backgrounds, their experiences, you know, their qualifications. You know, like, who are you to be teaching me to dance if you don't know the dance yet? I, I'm, 
you know. So I kind of didn't. I took my time to seeking out who was going to teach me, and I didn't want to just you know fumble about with it on my own. And it's funny, like all those friends who kind of just went at it, taught themselves or learned from videos or online or even learned during the pandemic. A lot of them have gone on doing, they're actually pretty good, fairly good, very good at this dance. Some of them are teaching, promoting, you know, leaders of their own communities. Um, do I feel like I missed out? A little bit, but at the same time, there's a reason why I didn't get into it. And that's kind of what I want to have about this conversation. You know, people, like I, I'm so hesitant about getting into this dance. It's like, well, why are you here? Why am I here? I ask myself that question maybe once a week, maybe once a month at least, so at least once a month. And, you know, people look at it and it's like, you know, you probably like it, Alan, because it's fun. You love dancing. You like the people. And you're right on all the chords. But why is it that I'm hesitant? And that's kind of why you look at the title of this pod. Is it a cult? I mean, technically, is any hobby or dance hobby a cult and but i'm going to specifically focus on zook and you know no it's not cult it's got some similarities to some cults uh gonna go through a quick list of them just so i don't ramble endlessly on everything but so let's see on this list from the jump you are told by everyone anybody to connect trust emotionally invest, match the breathing, do a lot of things that feel very intimate with strangers in order to embrace this dance, that it describes a utopia such amongst different dance communities and spaces, unlike any other dance space. And first of all, I'm like, out of all the dances I've ever done, I've never felt so like you have to embrace a doctrine in order to learn it, which that was my first like, red flag um often spoken like it's the greatest dance on earth from people who have never danced any other styles of dance that's that's ludicrous it's like it's like those people that say i have all the answers for your questions that religion and governments can't give you you just have to commit to me i'm like mm -hmm. okay like any dance <laughs> the financial barrier to play is obvious but what was really starting to bug me was that it felt like if you're not willing to invest, it almost seems like you're not able to enjoy. It's like there's so much pressure to take those privates, to take those classes, to go to those festivals. And they really emphasize that big, there's big fear of missing out energy or FOMO of attending those big out of town events. Like it felt as if it was feeling as if I felt a lot of pressure from either organizers or people in the group like you you're you're not getting the experience if you're not doing the things i'm like can i just enjoy doing it here like no 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 it's not the same not the same it's like i i don't feel like i gotta invest hundreds of thousands of hundreds or thousands of dollars to do an event to appreciate this i should be able to appreciate it by learning at home like i did all the other dances that i learned um let's see Every event feels like an advertisement for another event. I feel like every class is just 
uh, an advertisement for a private or advertisement for an event or, and I feel like, you no, know, that's the entrepreneur and everything. Everyone's here to make their hustle, but I just, it just felt, it just felt so blatant to me. Um, think about why you think yogi or yoga culture in the West is culty. And a lot of that applies to Zook. Another thing, let's see. The amount of people who have very public emotional breakthroughs, breakdowns, uh, emotional posts online, it's like they're exulting. It's like they're they're really praising the experience. Like this dance allowed me to have this journey. And I was like, I'm not mad at you for having that. It's just, it's just so odd that you're like, this dance. Versus like the experience that it feels like people are equating their emotional breakthroughs to just the dance versus like the collection of events that led to the dance being the breakthrough of it. I just kind of the next thing there's just a wealth of people who are using this as like an alternative to therapy. And I think that everyone should go to therapy, but I really think that in this space of just very open vulnerable individuals that a lot of y'all a lot of them a lot of people should be going to therapy versus like dance is my therapy it's like dance is a tool that can benefit you on when equate when combined with therapy but it can't just be your therapy my gosh this list is longer than i thought i'm still going i'm still going let's see on yeah it's a little concerning like any hobby it overtakes your routine your conversations, all your free time and thoughts. And I was like, that, I mean, like, yeah, when you get obsessed and you get into something, you just all you talk about, which is why I'm like, isn't every hobby a little bit of a cult? Yeah. But we're talking about this one. The proximity of individuals here that present as very kind-hearted, open-minded, supportive, empathetic people, but also like have hero mad hero complexes staggering it's a it's a partner dance that advertises as if this community is better than other partner dances that have toxic elements of their uh, experiences i i'm not here to defend the negative mat the negative like aspects of like weirdly masculine or like the gropey crossing of physical boundaries um between harassments assaults or just like taking advantage of uh, the nature of partner dances that come with a lot of other dance spaces it was weird it is still remaining weird that there are so many individuals that say that this place is better and i was like how is this place better if it's still ran by people that's the biggest thing it's like people people are the reason that those other spaces are negative it can't just be because of the dance it has to be because of the people and it's just it's weird when people are like this place is better it's like but aren't people still here then those probably problems still exist probably i mean they are they are not as i don't believe they are as consistent or they are not as like this is an issue that is not being addressed but Still, anyways, I think I have one last point. Oh, yes. Um, 
it gives off the vibes of like a whitewashed version of a non-eurocentric activity. As I said, this this dance hat is it's called Brazilian Zouk. Brazil. Okay. Google Home. Gonna have to make sure that's off next time I'm recording. But um it's it gives off the vibes of like this was introduced to Americans and Europeans. They went to Brazil, they met Brazilians that taught them to school dance. And also it incorporated a lot of culture. I think that people describe to me that in Brazilian culture, they're very open with their emotions. They're very open to being vulnerable with people outside of intimate romantic relationships, or it's just more common to be accepting of people's emotions. And um, Westerners saw that and they said, I like that. And they want to recreate that here. And But it's kind of like, you just kind of plop it in front of people. It's like, this is what we're striving for. It's like, you can't, it just, it's just, it's, a, it's very aggressive to just presume you can do that. <laughs> In this capitalistic community where with all the different types of isms and pedrises, it's very difficult to just say, we have to trust strangers in order to experience this dance to its fullest. And I was like, psych, I can't trust people I know sometimes. Anyways, 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 that's kind of like the long and short of like the list of like things that make it kind of culty. It's like, is it a cult? It's, it's a cult in the sense that like there are... I know so many dancers that have go when they go through these dance events, they provide essays, just really intense essays. Some people are recapping, some people are having like very emotional, vulnerable moments with it. And that's not a bad thing. I think the weird, the odd thing is when you're just saying Zook. The dance itself provided me the space without like actually accessing how you got to the point where you could have that breakthrough. I don't think it, it's not it's not the dance itself, but when it's presented by the leadership that the dance itself provides the space for people to do these things, that's what gives it the cult mentalities. Um, let me look real quick. A friend sent me a meme about how. What was that thing? How cults are, let's see, we got the meme, we pull it up. Nope, that ain't it, that ain't it. So I see how it's going to be more prepared. We're not prepared yet. Here we go. No one joins a cult because they want to be harmed. People join cults because they are falsely promised community and purpose. That slaps. That is, that is hard because honestly, think about it. That's, that's what a lot of people here are, at least, I can think there are a lot of individuals that do this particular dance style because they feel more seen by the community. They feel more, there's more inclusivity, maybe more safety in it. And I, and I get that. I see, I actually see it myself. This, that's why I come back to this. Do I enjoy the dance itself? I don't know yet. I kind of do. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. I, sometimes I don't vibe with them. Sometimes I don't vibe with the music. Sometimes I can be, I'll be having like grinning ear to ear, having a great time. But what I really like is I like people, um, uh, the people that got me 
out dancing back in Atlanta. They are part of this community. I met some really great friends through this community, people that I feel very comfortable being myself with. I think that in this space, you have a lot of people that are removing, you know, the old norms of toxic masculinity, femininity, and really allowing people to just be them, their earnest, honest versions of themselves. And that's a great part about this community. But I also think that those types of individuals that are very open, vulnerable, empathetic, emotional, they lead themselves to be almost taken advantage of in a space where people are just saying the things that make them happy, make them feel comfortable, giving them what they wanted, the community and purpose that they seek. And I feel like so much of the leadership here, they not the leadership, just so many individuals in the dance space, just posture. I love that word, posturing. There's just so much posturing to present that you are better than who you are or just provide per, project this grandiose version of yourself. And I feel like there's just a lot of that in this Zook space. And so I find myself once again, like, why is it that I'm still here? And I think it's partially the people. I love the people. And I, I enjoy the challenge of a new dancing, even if I'm not committing to it like I did other dance styles. Um, um, I'm looking forward to this you know, dance thing that I'm going to this weekend. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Got friends coming in town. Some staying with me, some not. Gonna have a good time, partying, dancing all weekend long. I'm I'm probably gonna do a recap or have a conversation with some people who are actually into this dance, and you'll see what they see how they respond to it. A lot of everyone knows how I feel in regards to this. I I'm not rude. I am honest. I do think that there are a lot of weird like slimy individuals in this community and it's too easy no actually there's so many people that will continue to support that sliminess because they just continue to present that aspect of community and togetherness and you know positive things that people seek out and i'm like but don't you see that they are slimy like are you not going to hold them accountable for their weird behavior and the longer people continue to not hold people accountable the more I will continue to think that it is a cult. That being said, technically I'm a part of the cult. You know, I'm very superficial on the periphery, observing, chilling, hanging, got jokes. I got jokes for days and I appreciate all these people that helped me to make these jokes. Um, that being said, uh, I tell people about this and people watch these videos of me dancing and like, what is that? And I, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. I laugh, I laugh while I'm uncomfortable. So I'm still a little bit uncomfortable. I'm super nervous when I dance this dance. Uh, I'm not, as, I'm not good at it. I'm not good at it. Um, then that's because I don't practice. <laughs> it's because I don't come to lessons. That's because I, I am not in a position where I can afford privates. You know, that's another thing. It's like, is it me being jealous that I can't afford to do the things? Dog, I'm very comfortable where I am in my life. I prioritize, and my priority is not to spend anywhere from $60 to $100 a week, $50 to $100 a week on private lessons without even having any idea what the plan will be, 
how I would improve and whether or not that would bring me joy. So yeah, is Zuka cult? No. Maybe? Kinda? Eh. Regardless, I'm having a good time. Nobody's getting hurt, I'm pretty sure. At least I'm not getting hurt. I can't speak for everyone else. Um, regardless, I made some good friends here. Sometimes the music is dope and I have a good time. Uh, if anything, I've had some great laughs while I'm like, what the hell is going on over here? Uh, I'll report back next week about after, um, uh, I will report back after the festival and uh, share my thoughts about whether or not, you know, I, I got the itch like everyone else. Once again, thank you for joining us for another episode of Give and Take with G. Allen. Like, rate, subscribe, follow, review, give us five stars. If you give us four stars, you might be a hater. You made it this far. I know you don't hate me. We're going to do a good job. We're going to do our best to get an episode out soon so you can hear about the recap of the festival and whatever nonsense. And also, we're going to get back to those conversations with Kiana and Jamar. Regardless, until then, peace. Mm-hmm.